Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rina Misha, and I'm so thrilled you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's juggling all the different balls, you're absolutely in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. So good to have you join me. Welcome into our episode today. And I have to tell you, I don't know how we've gotten this far on the podcast and haven't talked about hobbies yet. I don't know how, (laughs) because I know that let's say maybe about 98.5% of the people who listen to this podcast have probably given up on every creative hobby they've ever had with the exception perhaps of sleep, but sleep is not a hobby. Can I just tell you? I know it's your favorite thing to do, not a hobby, (laughs) okay? But we are gonna talk today about why you need your hobbies and we're gonna get real. We're gonna talk about real hobbies like art and writing, photography, things that will really nourish you, things that will bring joy into your life. And do you think you don't have time for it? I have to agree with you. You probably don't have time for your hobbies, but you've been listening to this podcast long enough, so we're not going to avoid the pink elephant. We're going to talk about how to make time for hobbies when you don't even have time to sleep. We're going to go there. (laughs) We really are going to go there. So let's talk about hobbies. Welcome into our podcast today, and I'm so excited to have you because I've been wanting to talk about hobbies since I first started this podcast, really. It was one of my top topics, and I'm excited to dive into this topic today because I want you to be happy. And having a hobby, it's such an important way to bring joy into your life. It's simple, right? Simple, but not easy. And as I'm recording this episode, I'm in my craft room. This is my hobby room. And the reason why I'm recording from here is because I never thought I was going to need a room to coach in. I thought I was going to need a room to craft in because when we bought our house, there was this huge room downstairs that was pretty much unusable. It looked so awful. I'm still picturing it. It had this low ceiling with these fluorescent lights that were lined in wood. It was so awful. It was like 80s. The walls were paneled and the whole room just looked awful. You would never want to spend time in there. And we used that room for what anyone else would use it for. And we threw junk in there. So we had our old suitcases, old clothes, toys, whatever it was, if we didn't know what to do with it, we put it in this room. And this went on for years. And one day I decided, you know what? This is such a waste. It's such a big area. We are going to redo it. And I got a contractor and I turned it into my dream. I've always dreamed of having built-in cabinets and countertops, kind of like a kitchen, but as a craft room. 
And I cannot tell you how much joy this room brings to me. It is one of the nicest rooms in my home, much nicer than my bedroom, than my living room. Now you see my priorities. I mean, the rest of my house can be mediocre, but my craft room, that has to be nice. Hobbies are that important to me. And now that I'm a coach, I decided to move my office into the craft room because just being in here brings me so much joy, I can't even tell you. And one of the reasons why I coach from this room, and if you're in my Facebook community or you've seen a video of mine, you probably see the background of my craft room. And I do it very deliberately. It's because I want to remind moms that no matter how busy they are, they still need to take time for their hobbies because their hobbies bring them joy. True story, true story. And I always send my clients handmade stuff. So when they come on and start working with me, they get a handmade card. On their birthday, they get another handmade card. And of course, I have no time to do this, but I want to show that it doesn't matter if we have time, we still need to do things that bring us joy. It's so important. So let me tell you now, without doing research or quoting a study, why do you need a hobby? Why do I make this so important that I literally show my clients and anybody watching my videos that they need to make hobbies a priority. Why is it so important? And let's just use some common sense to answer the question because I'm looking at your life right now and I know that you probably have a ton of laundry to do, a ton of chores. You also have to do a lot of gross things, okay? We all do. Maybe you have to change diapers, change the cat litter, clean up after your dog, whatever it is. And when you go to the office, that's no picnic either. You have to deal with politics and managers and coworkers. Sometimes these people are in a bad mood. You're dealing with personalities. You're dealing with so much work at the workplace and at home. Are you tired yet? (laughs) I guess I could go on and on, but I'll stop. You get the idea. I don't want to depress you. So if there's one thing that you need in your life right now, it is something that'll bring you joy. So I ask you, what brings you joy right now? Is it Instagram? Is it perhaps a glass of wine after the kids go to bed? Maybe it's a box of Oreos that you have stashed away. I sometimes do that with cookies. Or maybe what brings you joy is sitting in front of reality TV in the evenings until you can find the energy to get ready for bed. So my friend, I have some truthful words for you today. And this list of things that I just showed you, they aren't actually bringing you true joy. They're just covering up some of the pain and tiredness that you're feeling. Now, There's nothing wrong with doing any of those things in moderation. You know, I have some dark chocolate peanut butter cups for emergencies. They're waiting there right now in case I have another crisis. But the problem with all these things 
is they don't really give us happiness and joy. What they do is they give us these little surges of dopamine or serotonin or whatever the feel-good chemicals are. So what happens is, is that our brain thinks that these things are good for us and these little bursts are very addictive. You know, the people who write these apps, they know, they know, trust me, they know. So they're addictive and we keep doing these things that are kind of covering things up. They don't give us true joy, but they give us a shot of feel good enough that we feel just a little uplifted, just a tiny bit. And these things are very easy. They're very easy to do. It's very easy for me to go upstairs now and get a peanut butter cup. Simple, simple. So what do we do? We waste what little spare time we have doing these things, but they're not helping us in the long run. You know it's not. You know scrolling Instagram is not bringing you true joy, and it's probably doing the opposite. It's probably making you sad. That's another episode. So my friend, if social media and peanut butter cups are not bringing you true happiness, what is bringing you joy in your life? And there are things that really bring you joy. There are your family. There's exercise. Movement is awesome at bringing you some feel-good hormones. But of course, our hobbies, our hobbies give us so much joy. And let me tell you why. And a very common complaint that I hear about moms is they tell me that they feel like they've lost themselves. Do you feel this? Do you feel like you have lost yourself? And I feel this way. It's so true. You have lost yourself. Because if you're busy doing stuff for others, taking care of the house, doing all the things, and you do nothing that makes you happy, then I'll have to say, yeah, you have lost yourself. And I'm guilty of this. I spent a few years not doing my hobbies and I did feel very, very lost. But when you have a hobby and you do it, you know, you do it regularly. It's not just something you said you did 20 years ago. But what it does is it redefines yourself to yourself, that you're an interesting person, just like you are before you had babies. And I was very careful just now to say you're defining yourself to yourself because I don't really care what other people think. The whole reason why I want you to feel good about yourself is for yourself. So let's say that you play a musical instrument. I have a few friends who play in an orchestra. Now, isn't that a cool thing? Isn't that a neat way to define yourself? You're a musician. You play the piano, or you play a violin, or you play the flute. Isn't that neat? That is so cool. See, you're going to feel good about yourself because you're defining yourself as someone who has interests, perhaps other than doing six loads of laundry today. You see how important it is? We have to have who we are. We have to keep that so we see ourselves as an interesting person. So we love ourselves. We love that about ourselves. We don't just see ourselves as somebody who's lost, who's lost to those mounds and mounds of laundry. No, we still know who we are. 
I think that's very, very important. <laughs> that's just my opinion. But I don't see myself as, you know, just a mom who has kids, who works full time, who does a podcast, who does a Facebook community, and whatever else I do. I also see myself as a creative. And you know what? That then bleeds into everything else that I told you. I see myself as a creative person who does art and I use that creativity, let's say, in my job when I'm doing coding. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds so geeky, but I do see that I'm creative when I do that. I'm creative when I do my, I don't know, my menu plan for my family. I'm creative when I do this podcast. You see how my definition, how I see myself impacts every part of my life? It is such a beautiful thing. I love that about myself. And I want that for you, that you haven't given up your hobbies and you love this person. You love this part of you who has all these interests. And then you bring that person, you bring that interesting self into every part of your life. You can hear how passionate I am about this topic. I just think it's so important and it's so easy for moms to just give it up. It is so easy and I've been there. I gave up reading for a few years, reading. Like I could have found time to read. I'm telling you, I gave it up. When my kids were really small, I thought I had no time. It was ridiculous, and I had so much more joy in my life when I picked it back up, but that's why I'm talking to you, because I lost myself for a little bit, and I don't want you to lose yourself. It's not a good feeling, it's not healthy for you, and it's not healthy for your family. Now I want to tell you about another reason why I really think it's important that you continue doing your hobbies, or you take on new hobbies. And that is, it's very simple. Like I said, everything I'm telling you is just common sense, but your hobbies are just plain fun. It's just fun. Not fun like scrolling Instagram. I mean, real fun. And we all need more fun in our lives because as moms, at least I do this, I take myself way too seriously. You know, I have bills to pay, I have grocery shopping to do, and you're probably the same. Do you feel guilty when you have fun? Sometimes I still do. I have to confess, it's ongoing work because our society teaches us we don't have time to have fun. We have things to do. It's hard to sit down and make time to do crafts, to do our hobbies, Whatever your hobby is, you may feel guilty, but when you do it, oh, it is such a good feeling. If you haven't done it in a long time, just wait till you sit down to do your hobby. It is so, I can't even tell you the word. It just nourishes your soul and you have fun. You have fun and it makes you a better mom. Everything else is easier. I know I've said this before, but when you're happy and you're having fun, that to-do list is so much easier. I'm not kidding. Give it a try. Try to prove me wrong. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you see, I'm so passionate about this. Try to prove me wrong. Go do your hobby, have some fun, and tell me that your to-do list isn't easier. I'm not going to believe you. It's going to be so much easier to do everything else when you're having fun and you're in a good mood and you feel uplifted. Okay, so hopefully now you're in agreement with me. You agree that it's important to have a hobby. It's going to give you joy. It's going to help you see yourself in a beautiful light. But like we said in the introduction, how are you ever going to find the time to do it? And I'm right there with you, my friend. It is not easy. (laughs) I'm always truthful with you. And I don't do some of my hobbies as often as I'd like. For reading, and I have another episode on how I find time to do that, I do manage to squeeze in a lot of reading, but I also like to do card making and quilting and cross stitch. And I do have a very, very hard time fitting that in. So let me tell you some ways that I've managed to fit it in. And my favorite way, oh, this is the absolute best, is I love to do my hobbies with my kids. Isn't this the best? This is just the ultimate. Can I just say, I mean, talk about win-win. This is probably win-win-win-win. <laughs> it's like more than two win-wins. This is incredible. It is such a beautiful bonding experience when I do my hobbies with my children. So you know now that I have my craft room and you usually see the neat corner of it. I keep this corner very neat, but usually the rest of the room is not neat and that is fine. The reason why it's not neat is my kids each have their tables. I have two girls and each one has her own table where she does her stuff and it looks like somebody's being creative. You know, it doesn't look neat. It looks like somebody's having a lot of fun. Oh, getting teary-eyed because that's what we want. We want our kids to be creative and have fun. And one of the things my girls love to do is they like to come downstairs with me and we all work on our craft projects. And usually we're each doing something else. You know, maybe one of us is making a card, another person is painting, Another person is, I don't know, doing some other form of art and we're all together and we're sharing what we do and we're talking and listening to music. Isn't this a beautiful scene that I'm describing? That's why I said it's not just win-win. It's like win-win-win-win. It's just you can't have enough wins. It's such a beautiful way to bond. And oftentimes I don't get a lot of my stuff done. You know, I'm not at the height of my creativity, but it nourishes my soul. And that's what it's about. And I have to say that when one of my children helps me with a card, let's say I make somebody a birthday card and my daughter will recommend that I change it in some way or whatever, I always tell the person and they love it. They love hearing how my kids do this with me because it's such a beautiful thing. And I think it also inspires them to do this with their children. So, so important. And now I do crafts, but you could do this with any hobby. 
at least any that I can think of, hiking and swimming and biking. I mean, doing them together with your family is just so beautiful. So let me tell you another way to squeeze it in. And this is going to surprise you, okay? You're not going to be expecting this. But what I've done to make more time for hobbies is I've actually switched up the types of hobbies that I do. So I found that I was very frustrated when I had young kids and I couldn't do some of my hobbies. I just did not have the time or the energy to make a huge quilt. I couldn't get away and be in my craft room. And so, you know, when my kids were really small, when they were infants and toddlers, it just did not work for my lifestyle. So what I've done is I've kind of changed it up a little bit. So I'm actually working on a quilt now, but I'm doing it 100% by hand. So I work on it when I'm on Zoom calls. Let's say there's a group Zoom call in my neighborhood. I'll work on my quilt then. Maybe I'll be talking one-on-one to a friend over Zoom. I'll work on the quilt. Maybe I'll watch TV and work on it. Actually, I never do that, but that sounded good, didn't it? Um, But anyways, it just works better for my lifestyle. But I've also taken on totally different types of hobbies. For example, one of my new hobbies is planners. (laughs) I'm sure you're surprised to hear that. But I love getting a new planner and maybe decorating it, putting some stickers on there. Last week, my daughter wanted to craft with me, so I brought my planner downstairs, and I hadn't done this in months, but I put some rub-on stickers on it, and I made it look really fancy. That's a hobby. That was fun and very, very productive, because then I'm going to want to use the planner more. (laughs) So that was very win-win. So go ahead and just change up your hobbies. You know, what you did before kids may be different than after kids. And that's fine. That's fine. There's no problem with that. Find a hobby that works better with your life. Another thing that I wanted to throw out is this is especially good. Oh, I actually love this suggestion. And that is to make your hobby time your social time. Because, and I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to be very blunt, but something I hear a lot in our Facebook community is that women have a really hard time finding friends who are also working moms. They find that a lot of events happen during the day, maybe stay-at-home moms have get-togethers during the day, and they feel very left out. So here's what I tell these moms. I tell them, first of all, An online community can never take the place of real genuine friendships. If you're just texting to somebody and never talking to them face-to-face or on Zoom, that is not the type of relationship that's really going to lift you up. You really need to have that one-on-one interaction, maybe not one-on-one, like a group would be fine also, but it has to be a visual. You know, it can't just be on Instagram that you're writing to somebody and they write back. That's not going to nourish you as much as I want you to be nourished. So my suggestion to these women is to find a hobby and to do a hobby that they could do with other people. A book club is a perfect example of this. So everyone reads a book 
And about once a month or whenever they meet, they get together either in Zoom or at somebody's house. They talk about the book. They get to know each other. They socialize. If it's in person, maybe they get to have some good food. And that, my friend, that will feed your soul. That is such a win-win, isn't it? That would be incredible. And people need this more than ever because people are so starved for community these days, so starved for it. You know, and all these online apps, they'll have you believing that these interactions can replace these live interactions like I'm telling you, and I don't believe that they ever will. So these social interactions are so important. And you know what else I tell the moms? It doesn't matter. This is like a big secret. It really doesn't matter if the other people in your book club or whatever social event you're doing, it really doesn't matter if the people in your book club or whatever the social event is, it really doesn't matter if they're also working moms. As long as they're meeting at a time that you can meet, who cares? Who really cares if they're a working mom, if they're a stay-at-home mom, if they're retired, if they've never been a mom, if they're a man, like who cares? That's the secret. That's the real secret because we're all people and we all need other people. And it is delightful to be friends with people who aren't like you. Okay, now I'm getting teary-eyed. I could not have a podcast without getting emotional. But it is so important to have friends with people who aren't like you because you learn from them. You grow with each other. It's such a beautiful experience. It is so beautiful to have all kinds of friends, different ages, different religions, different races, just different everything, different ideology. How else could you learn from each other? How else? So, okay, I'll get off my box here. (laughs) I didn't know that this podcast episode on habits was going to bring out so much, but it really did. So I hope after listening that you're inspired to go find a wonderful hobby, whether it's turning back to a hobby you used to have, or whether it's a brand new hobby. And if you thought you weren't allowed and you are looking for somebody to give you permission, I have now officially given it to you. You have permission to spend time on a hobby. It'll be so good for you, so good for your family. Trust me, when I tell you it's going to be good for your family, when you're happier, they're also going to be so much happier. You know that. You know that. I'm excited for you to find some new hobbies or rediscover your old hobbies. It's going to be so much fun. And I wish you the joy and better balance that a hobby will bring you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And if you're not already, definitely come into our Facebook community because we talk about this kind of thing all the time. This is where I'll post pictures of things I've made and I'll encourage moms. I'll ask them, what creative things are you working on? And they'll show us pictures. It's so much fun in our community. So much fun. So definitely join. I have a link in the show notes 
And I wish you so much joy and balance, my friend. I'll talk to you next time.